Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. The WeatherTech Sports Car Championship on IMSA Radio. Beautiful weather and phenomenal scenes with a capacity crowd and more. There is literally no infield general admission car parking left. That was all sold out early in the weekend. The over four car parks to the south and west of Sebring International Raceway have been brought into use for the first time certainly that I can remember and I've been coming here since 90, uh, 1999 the 71st running of the Mobile 112 hours of Sebring about to get underway on pole position Pete Portorani and his Cadillac teammates in the 31 wheel and engineering red and grey machine with a stunning lap yesterday indeed it's an all Cadillac front row hello everybody John Hindoff and the IMSA Radio TV and uh, IMSA Radio and TV team ready to take you through this 12-hour contest. The weather will play a part today. Our Porsche keys to the race. Make sure you have a strategy that can react to the yellows. Be perfect in the pits, no penalties. Get the car to the darkness and have some new Michelin tyres for the end. That's where this race could be won and lost. Do we have to say respect the bumps? Turn 1 and Turn 17 have really given the drivers and the teams some trouble this week already. We're in the Central Highlands region of Florida at this classic race circuit. Just over three and three quarter miles around with 17 corners. The Fangio chicane, Collier Curve, Bishop Bend, Jean de Biam. The last man to win Le Mans in a front-engined car. Olivier Jean de Bian, of course. And then sunset at turn 17. Where are the action areas? Spread around the track, actually. Turn 1, always good for a bit of hold your breath and turn in action. Heavy braking at turn 7 in front of the 7 Hotel. Bit of follow my leader through 10, 11 and 12. But up the inside at 13, Tower Corner is an opportunity. And then, who's bravest on the brakes into the bumps of sunset? at turn 17 a brilliant week has brought us to this last Sunday we were racing with the VP Racing Challenge two races as part of the WEC prologue, we've had cars on track from Wednesday onwards a very entertaining World Endurance Championship 890 miles of it yesterday in their 8 hour run from noon till eight and now it's time to unleash the biggest field of the weekend with the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship we've set half a day on the clock 12 hours exactly and we're rolling on the formation lap now Jeremy Shaw alongside me John Hindoff in the booth I think what we've come down to here Jeremy and, and this possibly part of the entertainment that we're going to see today is 
we honestly don't know what's going to happen at the sharp end of the field. We can pick out a few battles in some of the other classes and there'll be plenty of fighting there. But the GTP cars have not raced at Sebring. And after the relative reliability of Daytona, it's a big question mark here. It is a big question mark. You know, some of the teams uh, have information to it from which to draw from yesterday. Uh, Cadillac Racing, of course, they ran a car in yesterday's race. Porsche uh, ran a couple of cars. BMW did not. Acura did not. So uh, there are a lot of question marks going into, the, into this race. But th there's so much excitement. It, it's just sensational to see so many people here. What a fabulous crowd we have on hand here. Uh, there's all sorts of people having a good time. I bumped into the uh, the turn four. Respect the Palms group yesterday. Uh, Thanks after for the, the stickers. Thanks for the stickers, guys. I hope you're having a lot of fun. I'm sorry I wasn't able to get over there. I had to do some work to prepare for today, yesterday, so I couldn't get, make it over. But look, uh, I know you'll be having a good time. Uh, this is going to be a tremendous motor race. The Cadillac V-Series in a very pleasant blue colour. You know that I have a penchant for blue performance cars. Is our insert safety car. At the moment, it is the pace car. And it, the light is out. If we see it again, it will be the safety car. And let's hope we get some long green flag runs because I really want to see the relative performance of the GTP cars and see if what we learned at Daytona is translating to other tracks an inordinate amount of data that has been gathered from IMSA and indeed their colleagues at the FIA and the ACO over half a million simulations of independently verified and gathered data on the GTP and the hypercars have brought us to the balance of performance that we have in this race a split grid here with two Cadillac V-Series pace cars so it's all of the prototypes first then a gap back to all of the GT cars and the GTs are not split between GTD and GTD Pro so there are actually two GTD the Pro-Am categories on the front row there whereas in the prototype classes all the GTPs are at the front in fairness that is where they're qualified take a deep breath it might be the last one you get for a little while the 71st annual mobile one 12 hours of Sebring is green 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 and people to run he rockets off the line and down into turn one manages to convert his pole position but side by side coming round from the second row of the grid that's a, a, one of the uh, the other one of the Cadillacs coming through. Uh, one of the uh, Acuras, excuse me, the Wintailer Racing. That was from row two coming through. I thought people had got that done there because he got a good jump. But in the second phase of acceleration down towards turn one, it all started to close up. And there's been a spin right at the back of the prototype field. And that has that caused absolute carnage in the GT categories. Looked like the Sean Creech Motorsport car might have gone around. Yes, it was. was indeed the 33 car. Right at the beginning, and that's big damage to the left front of that car. All car. of the undertray is gone from the front of that car. That car finished second at Daytona, which is not a round of the season long championship for LMP3, but it is a round of the Michelin Endurance Cup. Uh, and so they were they were leading the, uh, the Endurance Cup coming into today. That's not the way you want to start it off an instant on the first lap. He's got some damage to the front of that car. Might call for a safety car early because there is 
they are the defending champions here as well of course in P3 there is some debris on turn one and that's a very very fast corner thought we've got everybody through thank goodness there was that split start because yeah. it did give the GT cars some time to react Durrani now has managed to pull what five or six car lengths away so it's Cadillac from Acura as they come through the Porsche is moving through the field as well full course yellow it had to happen it's just off the racing line but anybody going wide there would have picked that up so just one lap of green and there's more debris further around the circuit as well because the front end of the 33 Sean Creech Motorsport starts and Stripes livery car has been extremely badly damaged and he's shed some more bodywork. well he was close to the AWA car the yellow and black machine has the Corvettes from pole position had to go to the inside and then it was a choice of which way you went and poor Lance Wilsey sitting watching the GT D field come towards him WeatherTech Mercedes AMG just about getting round the problem is there you're so limited in your vision going forward it's only ever happened to me once huge amount of of bodywork and carbon fibre has been shared much further round that's coming out of turn 5 into 6 under the Corvette bridge Shea Adam down in the pit lane has been doing some research on full course yellows and safety cars at this race over the last 7 years we averaged 39.8 laps of full course yellow the most that we've ever had was 2018 that was 48 laps the least was in 2019 when we only had 30 last year right on course for the average 38 so the number 33 the Sean Creech car that caused that yellow flag period has made it back to pit road looks like extensive damage hopefully just to the nose section of the car the suspension looked fine the car looked like it was tracking in a straight line for one that's the most important bit uh, right now the team are going to work with uh, detaching the broken front end and they've got a brand new front end stars and stripes livery on this car uh, about to be presented to the front of the car they'll take a quick inspection before they do that and they're happy with it it's going straight on so it's not going to be it's not going to lose too much time I think they've been very lucky here they have lost a lap but only a lap well, as the front end goes on not yet they haven't actually uh, have they not, not oh, yet, okay they've only no, no, you're right they have it you're right they have it it's going to need to be a lot of clean up and there'll be a lot of drivers saying yeah. keep an eye on my tyre pressures for me because carbon fibre shards are extremely sharp so was there a little nudge from the AWA car on Lance Wilsey the well, he, was, he, was, he had been behind the uh, number 13 car at the start um, the, the only other MP, MP3 car behind Lance was I mean they were the, at the back of that pack ahead of the, with the gap with the class split then to the GT D and GTD Pro cars, but he, he was at the back of that little pack, so I'm not quite sure what happened. But what's odd to me, John, is all that debris having fallen off all sorts of different bits of debris on the on the back straight. There, that's kind of weird. Well, it's 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 
it, the, the nose was damaged and then the rest of it fell off the, the bit that was yeah. loose fell off as he came out at turn 5 and yeah. 6 on the way down to, to turn 7 I think he probably ran over that himself Jules just told me to put a new set of Michelins on that car and it is rolling Joe Bradley yeah, very controlled took the decision to take the scrubbed rubber off which the car would have started the race on and they've gone for brand new Michelins so the car now out it was a very 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 calm let's approach this we've got plenty of time we're under yellow let's not make this too bad and just as the car peels out of the pit road right behind it on the road it'll be able to make ground on it comes the safety car with the rest of the field behind it but it's going to be able to come all the way around and get on the back of the train yeah, made it out before the red light came on. Great to see the Faf driveway Porsche, the Plaid Porsche. March Pladness, as they are talking about. March Madness here in the US is the big basketball tournament, the skills basketball tournament that uh, has huge following here. And yesterday, uh, a huge incident for that uh, Faf car that saw it in the wall hard at turn one. Was there some more damage further back in the GT field? I think not. But my goodness, whoever was behind the wheel of the plaid Porsche, Klaus Backler starting that in his uh, first start here at Sebring. This is his first full season of ELMS. He's had seven previous races in IMSA competition. They've all been at the Rolex 24. And he missed that by the barest of margins. Put the car off yesterday, but they were out of here by midnight last night. So a fantastic run for those guys behind the scenes, the unsung heroes. And uh, Backler doing his very best. The whole GTD failed, having a split. He was unsighted by one of the Aston Martins. I know it was the uh, Vault Energy uh, Porsche in front of him. He did a good job not to just run straight into the nose of Lance Wilsey. It's happened to me once. I got turned around at the start of actually my very first car race at Croft and managed to see the whole field coming towards me. That wasn't, or the whole of the rest of the field. It's about, I think, 15 cars behind me. And uh, that wasn't pleasant. I can see it because there's nothing you can do. You can't move. You've just got to hope everybody misses you. Uh, all you can do is take your hands off the wheel and your feet off the pedals and hope that you do not get hit. Fortunately, I didn't. Well, so, rather be lucky than good, John. <laughs> well, uh, by the way, the number 33 car has come past again. It is is still on the lead lap. So great work there by Sean Creech Motorsports. Huge experienced team, of course. Uh, Sean's been around this sport a long, long time, back in the Doran racing days. So he knows what the old GTP cars were all about. Um, and uh, so that car is uh, is back on the lead lap. No major changes there. Really no, very few changes of position on that opening lap. Nice clean start for the rest of the field. Uh, we've still got the same respective leaders. The overall, Piba Durrani was able to fend off that number 10 car at the first corner. That was pretty exciting. I, I thought he'd got it done and done because yeah. he got a really good jump. But it uh, was Ricky Taylor followed him through. He was behind the pole sitter, yeah. must have got a bit of a draft, and then swept out to the right-hand side. Yeah. And they were absolutely side-by-side side yeah. going through turn one. Yeah, and at the exit as well. And people had the inside and then left his braking 
really late at turn three to make sure he held on to that lead. So great driving by both of those two. On cool tyres yeah. as well. Yeah, it's good, good stuff. Yeah, very good stuff. LMP2, it's still Ben Keating who leads the way. In LMP3, it's Glenn Van Berla who leads the way. In GCD Pro, it's Antonio Garcia for the Corvette team. And then uh, a couple of positions behind him is Kyle Marcelli. Coming back to green flag racing. We've lost 10 minutes with that first appearance of the Cadillac V-Series safety car. We'll now start single file and no class splits here. And Durrani again gets a good restart, but we know how quick the Acura is in a straight line. We saw it at Daytona. Taylor does not get alongside this time through, but the side-by-side -side racing further back as BMWs and Porsches are battling through the bumps of turn one as the number seven Porsche, who's got Conor de Filippi on his right-hand side going into turn three. He just managed to... Hold on, no Farfus has gone through. Matt Campbell drops a position to one of the BMWs. That's where they started. The, 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 uh, the Porsche was in the BMW sandwich at the start. Farfus has gone through uh, on him, I think. Or did Connor? Or was it Connor trying to get round the outside? Oh, and off! This is the Inception McLaren, the number 70 car, right under the Corvette walkover bridge. Drive over bridge, excuse me. And that was again that was inches away from a ca catastrophe and we've got another car off at turn seven as well uh, that's one of the prototypes down there and he's got all the way around that is the uh, number 18 motul sponsored machine of dwight merriman for aero motorsport the mclaren's rolling again somebody's just come out of the pit lane that was lance wilsey um uh was that Lance coming Which? back into the pit lane for a top-off? Uh, might have been a drive-through. We'll get that in a moment uh, now. There, there are going to be a couple of drive-through penalties, however. Oh. Oh, there's a penalty on number 33 car for more than emergency service during a closed pit. Right, Stop so he serves that Ouch. straight away. Ouch, that's a big one. Stop plus 60 for that number 33 T. With their experience, they shouldn't be falling foul of that one. Because, uh, of course, the pits were closed because that was a short yellow being within 15 minutes or 15 seconds of the start. Also, penalties for changing lanes before the start, finish line at the start for number 92. That's uh, David Bruley in the Kelly Moss Porsche and also number 17. That's one of the two AWA Ducanes in LMP3, Anthony Mantella. Just wondering if the Inception car got a little bit of help from the Iron Dames. Lamborghini there as they were battling for position it was the right motorsport Porsche that was closest to it as it started to come back onto the track Brendan Harib did a fantastic job of getting on the brake pedal so that he didn't roll back onto the track so the number 7-0 has rejoined uh, and we've got those two that Jeremy's just mentioned serving their drive through so the 92 Porsche coming through and the number 17 also already serving that uh, penalty get it done quickly Anthony Mantella for the AWA team in that Duquesne number 17 so more than our fair share of drama already and the top three are absolutely together going on to the back straight Cadillac, Acura Cadillac, then 
Porsche number six of Mathieu Jaminet in fourth position. The six car retains its livery in both the WEC and here in IMSA. So that's the one with the white pinstripes on the front of the car and over the cockpit and also the white swooshes on the side. The other car, be it the seven here or the five in WEC, has the black stripes. That's the way to remember the Porsche Penske Motorsport liveries. Pipo Tirani, no need to defend at turn one this time. Through the kink at two, breaking for turn three. Coming down to the first 15 minutes, huge crowd on hand here. Hello if you are listening uh, around the circuit. Highlands ESPN 106.3 FM. Good to have their radio waves once again. They'll be with us right through to the finish tonight. IMSA Radio RS2, part of the Radio Show Limited Network of audio and visual channels, imsaradio.com, which is also where you'll find the live, free and uninterrupted World Feed TV. For those of you outside the US, of course, you've got Lee Diffie and the team for NBC Sports. But if you're outside the US and there's no national network TV, then go to imsaradio.com, click on the top left drop-down menu. The first item there is live video, and you can tune into us with the IMSA Radio commentary from Trackside. Well, I did say take a deep breath, because you might not get one. Well, my goodness me, have we not delivered already? And still this cracking now four-car battle at the front of the field. Then there's about a second back to Tom Blomqvist in the 60 Acura. Then Augusta Farfus. Matt Campbell did hold off Conor de Filippi, as Jeremy suggested. So 24, 7 and 25 in 6, 7 and 8. Ben Keating holds the lead from the number 52 LMP2 in the 52 LMP2 for PR1 Matheson's. That's the wins car. Glenn Van Berlo, Andretti Autosport in LMP3, the 36. And the GTD pros pick their way through the carnage at turn one the best. Antonio Garcia for Corvette Racing and Vasa Sullivan. Lexus RCF GT3, so that's numbers 3 and 14. Lead Kyle Marcelli for Racers Edge Acura in third. Then it's Heart of Racing Team, Aston Martin. Next up, and Aaron Tienitz for the GTD, the Pro-Am driver combo for the Lexus number 12. The cars are identical in GTD Pro and GTD. It is the driver lineups that determine which of those two categories to go in and we've already had a couple of victories from the Pro-Am categories. Petit Le Mans last year for Gradient and of course at uh, Daytona a few weeks ago just up the coast here for the Rolex 24. Again, that was a GTD rather than a GTD Pro car that, that won uh, that particular that particular GT fight. They are scored for different championships, but as I say, the cars are the same. Absolutely jam-packed at the moment. If you're coming in, you're listening to us on Highlands ESPN 106.3 FM. Uh, first of all, you're late. Hope you've got a hall pass. Secondly, uh, bring a shoehorn and some liquid soap. I think if you if you want to get in here, we don't uh, get numbers, but I can tell you it's a lot, a very lot. Yeah, it's 
brilliant. Uh, by the way, you're talking about the Conor Filippi and Mandy Campbell, the number seven, number 25, other way around. Uh, they did they actually swapped positions a couple of times in those first few laps. Number seven, uh, number 25 did get past number seven Porsche, but then Mandy Campbell has redressed that bounce on the last lap around. So they're still running a little bit of a train there. The best lap at race of 50.9 for our race leader, Pipegarani, last time around. In LMP3, Dan Goldberg has gone off to a flying start in the number 85 car for JDC Motorsports. He's got past Paul Sillig, Glenn Van Berlo, pulled out about six seconds on the first few laps. So really inspired getaway for Duquesne driver Dan Goldberg. VP Challenge, of course. Yeah. He was here yeah. last weekend, and I think that may have done him the world of good. Yep. Quite a lot of people using that series as an opportunity to get their non-pro drivers extra time in the cars that they race either in the Mission and Pilot Challenge which we had on Thursday this week for the Alan J Automotive Network 120 or indeed in the LMP3s here in the big show the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship 71st annual Mormon 1 12 hours of Sebring live from trackside on RS2 IMSA Radio. Twenty minutes into the race, and Ben Keating has company at the head of LMP2. Francois Ergot for TDS Racing is just half a second behind, and the 18 car into the pit lane. That's Aero Motorsports. White Merriman uh, incident responsibility. Uh, with the contact with Rick Ware Racing, number 51 car. So that picked up by Race Control, and that's car in and through the pit lane, just to drive through for that car. Yeah, and this is the LMP2 battle. I don't think Ben Keating was probably expecting that <laughs> because Francois Aereo is right there and looking for a way past. Ben Keating is uh, it's, it's, it's right, widely regarded, is he not? Is the perhaps the best bronze driver in the world uh, he showed it yesterday uh, as usual in the uh, WC race driving for Corvette racing now is he back in his, his LMP2 car but he's under a lot of pressure heading into turn one from the team TDS car number uh, 35 of the French run Francois Ariot Jeremy Shaw with me John Heindorf in the IMSA Global Broadcast Centre overlooking the start finish line the mobile 112 hours of Sebring logo which was cleaned up and repainted in pretty much pitch darkness last night after the eight hours of the FIA WEC and they've done a cracking job if that had been left to me it would have been serving 21 hours in the dark they've done a cracking job on that Out on the far side of the circuit, it is Ben Keating in the wind, coloured 52. Then the two TDS racing cars, it's an LMP2, Stephen Thomas just closing in on that battle as well. Francois Herault in that rhubarb and custard coloured TDS machine in second place. So Stephen Thomas just dropped a little bit of time last time around as uh, he was battling 
to get to the scrap for first and second. If he'd had just a little moment on that previous lap. So he was within sight of those two. So that's the uh, 52, 35 and 11. Stephen Thomas across the line now in front of me can see the cars now that's the opposite way around so that's the mostly yellow car with the red front end whereas the other TDS car is the mostly uh, red car with the yellow stripe and the fenders in that same bright highlighter yellow colour but Ben Keating holding them both off at the moment Dan Goldberg by five seconds over Glenn Van Berlo and then another six seconds back to Carl Robinson in LMP3, 85, 36. And then the Ranch 74, the orange and blue, number 74. Antonio Garcia for Corvette. Is it four out of the last five he's won here, or three out of the last four? And certainly, he's got a great run. Formerly in GTE and now running in GTD, of course. One and a half seconds back to the Lexus of Jack Hawksworth and... Rebus in the number 23 part of racing. Aston Martin, Carl Marcelli for Acura. And that car is not at the moment a season-long race machine. The number 93, just the Michelin Endurance Cup. Two and a half seconds to the good on the GT DIE, the Pro Am driver lineup for Lexus with another couple of seconds back to Madison Snow for Paul Miller Racing who's come up through the field to challenge for a top three position First two pulled away just a little bit on that last lap uh, a new fastest lap in the race for Ricky Taylor 149.7 that's the first car into the uh, 49s the previous lap the best lap had been set by Maddie Campbell down in seventh position he kind of a seventh the Porsche it's at the fastest lap at a 50.17. Of course, these are new benchmark fastest race laps for GTP. All of a sudden, those first two pulled away a couple of seconds. Event of the traffic and that fast lap for Ricky Taylor from Sebastian Bourdais in third place. Again, early stages. And yes. Nobody's, nobody's pushing too hard at this stage. Just want to make sure you don't make any mistakes. Easier said than done, Jeremy, as they close up again, coming through traffic. And that's the opportunity for Sebastian Bourdais to get right there in that yellow nose. Oh, and there's the contact, the accurate side swiping at turn 16. That was the... Who's in behind the Iron Dames there? That was the GT car that was right in behind the Lamborghini. Um, so that would have been uh, the Porsche of Alan Mechney who was right there and just a little contact left hand side of the black and blue Konica Minolta Acura as Pete Durrani flashes his headlights to let the Ferrari know he's coming through at turn one so yeah. the, uh, number 47 is the next one that's the blue Chetelar machine that will go a lap down to these leaders but not in class of course we do have five different categories of cars which are the 
effectively four different car classes. GTs are all the same as we've mentioned. Leaders now passing the Chetelar Racing. And number 47, Giorgio Sernagiotto behind the wheel of that one. Yeah, that, that last lap by the leaders at uh, 1 minute 55.7. So the previous lap, uh, the, the traffic, fastest lap was a 49.7. This one's a 55.7. So six seconds all of a sudden there in traffic. And most of that would be through that uh, Jean Dubéen complex up at 14, 15, 16. That's pretty much one line there, isn't it? Exactly. You have to just follow the GTD cars through there, then pass them on the Alec Goldman straight. At Imza Radio, if you'd like to get in touch with us, hello to Wicker Bill. Said you mentioned manufacturers possibly able to learn from yesterday's WEC race. Can Porsche learn from the tyre degradation they had, or are they different tyres? WEC did have two compounds of uh, Michelin Slick, as the, the Imza cars did at Daytona. Just the higher temperature tyres higher use temperature tyres being used here so they will have used the same compound at various stages in the race so your question is a good one Winkerbill, thank you for that also hello to Andy Blackmore graphic wizard it's more side by side through turn one and that was for the lead of the race and people Durrani holds off Again, Ricky Taylor makes that outside line there. Hello, Andy. Nice to see you, albeit briefly. Speak to you next week. Now, has there been a problem for the right motorsport team? Joe Bradley telling me, Mike, here that they've burst into life. So they'll probably have an onboard from their own car. So let's see if that's been an issue. Wow, it's like a police chase through traffic at the front of the field here. And Porsche Penske Motorsport 963, number six of Mathieu Jaminet, is right with Sebastian Borte with another clump of GT cars right ahead. In fact, they've caught Ricky Taylor as well. My, that Acura is quick down the tubes, down the straight. Anything that's straight, that Acura pulls out three or four cars lengths. We saw that at Daytona as well. Very slippery. Remember Wayne Taylor racing with Andretti Autosport? They wanted to run a slightly less draggy rear wing setup in the final parts of the race at the Rolex 24 Daytona. And when they went to change the rear end for a setup that they already had, they realised that one of the fixing dowels that locates and holds that whole rear end and should slot into a machined hole in the gearbox it, it snapped off and it was left in the gearbox and so they couldn't they had to run the slightly draggier set up towards the end maybe they've learned from that today waiting for some GT pit stops here with a couple of Porsche teams looking to come in Jan Halen in the Porsche into the pit lane will get Joe Bradley to keep a note on that he's come out of a top six position there Joe Bradley yeah that's just what I was thinking John I just happened to be at the right motorsport box when they burst into life there's nothing apparent that's brought this car in and right now we're seeing refueling and a tyre stop 
going on. Brand new uh, Richmond Day is going on. But we'll get to the bottom of this when the car leaves. I've got another Porsche in here. It's Klaus Backler staying aboard the FAF Motorsport Machine. New sticker Michelin's going on to this car. Yes, they have the stickers on them. That's how I can tell that they are indeed brand new. But Klaus staying aboard. Remember, they did have tires to go on this car after the crash in yesterday's qualifying session. The pit stop is done. Klaus very tamely going back out onto the track. Shit, did he beat out the he did Oh, by out a country right mile. Uh, Stand by just a second. They did do a driver change. It's Ryan Hardwick behind the wheel of the 16th. There's your answer. They are trying to get their bronze drive time out of the way. Three-hour minimum for each of the drivers in the GTD class. And if you've got Jan Halen, you want to save Jan Halen for when it gets dark. Yeah, that's a very good point. That's all part of the strategy. Porsche keys to the race. Get your performance ready for the night time that is when this race is generally speaking won now I wonder if those two have come together then at some stage or whether that was purely tactical let's uh, find out with Joe Bradley who's with Jan Halen just out of that car the bright yellow helmet exiting as they were doing the pit stop Joe Jan you brought that car in from 6th place there's obviously some sort of strategy going on here can you tell us yeah, we just had a, a right rear puncture. A lot of, um, it was a lot of crazy driving out there for the first uh, 20 minutes of a 12-hour race. So we were just hanging back and being safe. But uh, yeah, all was good with the car, just a puncture. All right, okay, man. Exactly what we said, Jeremy, about reacting to situations and being flexible. There was a lot of debris, a lot of carbon fiber shards out there from the Sean Creech machine. Now. Normally, you'd have left Jan in there, but you've come into the pit lane. Right, let's let's do something different. We're now off strategy, and so those two Porsches both now on a slightly mixed-up pit call strategy. Yeah, and and this year, unlike previous years, in qualifying for GCD, you, any any of the drivers can uh, can qualify the car. Uh, unlike in the past, where it's always been the, the bronze driver who start, bronze or silver driver who start, who has to qualify and start the race, it's different. That's changed nowadays. So there's different strategies there uh, in uh, in terms of who qualifies the car, what track position you have at the beginning of the race, um, and then the right motorsports team are electing to get their bronze driver at the wheel of the car pretty much at the first opportunity that came with that puncture. You're listening to live coverage from trackside of the 71st annual Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring on IMSA Radio. Great to have your company wherever you are around the world. 11 and a half hours or thereabouts remaining and Pete Durrani has been scored at the lead of every one of the 15 laps that have been completed. He's had to fight for it. Great starts from Ricky Taylor in the Conica Minolta Acura from P3. Swapped to the outside and challenged early on. Early safety car, Sean Creech Motorsports. Prototype number 33 and off has gone the number 20. That's high class, the red, white and black car. Dennis Anderson, I think, started that machine. Yes, he did. Fifth position in LMP2. And he's gone across the dirt, kicked up a lot of dust over at turn, that's turn 10. He rejoins on, almost causes a problem. 
check that turn 13 tower turn my apologies well, he was in a bit of a battle in that fifth position Chris Allen performance tech motorsport was right there as well so did he just miss his breaking point ah, he was coming to put a lap on the inception car and ran off the road coming through turn 12 the little right-handed kink put his Michelins into the dirt and there's quite big there's quite big trenches off the edge of the circuit gets all four Michelins airborne he was steering back on the track but at that point the Michelins were about six inches off the ground and actually he's got away with that Jeremy without too much damage I suspect it's shaking him up a little bit and the team will be looking as they go by and watching all the onboard telemetry to see if that car has sustained any major damage. Yes, yeah, slight lapse of concentration there, I think, for Dennis. He uh, came out behind that uh, GTD car and it's got a little bit distracted, ran wide there, and as you say, there's, there's some uh, fairly major ruts out there. And uh, when the car gets airborne, steer, it doesn't matter how much steering you put, you, you put in there, it's really not going to make any difference at all. Uh, so he runs right, he does see, he gets away, no damage, I don't think, to that car, but that was a pretty scary moment indeed. Yeah, uh, maybe could have had a little bit of air or wash behind that car and run out the six inches too wide. Let's uh, go back to the front of the field. Turn seven, now turn eight. And once again, Ricky Taylor puts the pressure on the wheel and engineering Cadillac ahead of him. Pete Tarani, Ricky Taylor, Seb Bourdais, Matthew Jaminet, Tom Blomqvist, Augusto Farfus, your top six. That's a decent top six in driver lineup, isn't it? Really is. And Taylor right there now in the Conning Minolta Acura. Acura yeah. not with a perfect reliability record this weekend. Both the number 10 and the number 60 ARX06s have ended up at various stages of this week in practice or in qualifying. Actually, qualifying was okay, but in the practice sessions, they've had their issues, uh, electrical issues. Yep. New steering wheel required at one stage for the number 60 car but that didn't cure it and they actually caused a red flag at that point and they must be slightly concerned I would say about the potential for reliability issues looking to the inside they're going to turn 17 was Ricky Taylor but Rick, uh, but uh, unable to make that pass last time around uh, it was a new fastest lap for Pippa Durrani in the lead of the race but that was then eclipsed by Manny Campbell in that Porsche so new fastest lap to him a 149.67 top three cars absolutely together again at turn number three into four and five and a serpentine run after the ultra quick first corner they've cleared the traffic Mathieu Jaminet not that far behind either he'll be on the back of them as soon as these three start fighting and taking the less than optimum line around this circuit you get dirt on your tyres there's a lot of dust the track was swept immediately after the chequered flag last night from the, uh, the WEC race but there's still a lot of dust getting dragged onto the circuit by various of the competitors dust and sand Durrani pulls away again it seems when Durrani is in clear air can't make up the time he's being very 
careful through traffic and as the leader of course you wake up the cars yeah. as you're coming upon them so you do have to be a little more circumspect as you come up to traffic uh, very very true there John absolutely right and uh, he's certainly doing that and, uh, and then when he gets clear air he puts his foot down and goes for it and uh, edges out a little bit once again over that Acura in second place the Cadillac right there in third and just a very short gap back to Matthew Jaminet in number six Porsche and Tom Blomquist in number 20 uh, excuse me number 60 Acura the two BMWs they're still sandwiching Maddie Campbell who's the fastest car on the track in terms of lap time so far the people's on a really good one now which went purple in sector two it crosses the line you know, he, he was lost a bit of time in the first sector but a 49.9 last time around for our race leader Pippo Duran in the classes in this VP racing fuel in race update it's Ben Keating by about two seconds for Francois Ariot for TDS his teammate seven seconds further back Stephen Thomas 52-35-11 your top three there LMP3 Dan Goldberg took the lead on the restart from Glenn Van Berlo, who dropped quite a long way back he's got that down now he's got Dennis Anderson recovering between himself and his class leader but he's got that down to under two seconds now it was five or six seconds earlier on Gar Robinson is uh, 30 seconds further back I suspect there was some kind of malarkey went on uh, at the restart there and Damp Goldberg picked his way through it Antonio Garcia for Corvette Racing leads the GTDs from Jack Hawksworth in second in the number 93 uh, in the number 14 excuse me Vassar Sullivan Lexus or bright yellow Corvette from highlighter yellow and black Lexus number 14 three seconds between those three then the best of the GTD cars is next up and that's the number 93 Acura NSX GT Carl Marcelli for Racers Edge Motorsports at the front of the field the top three is separated by under three seconds as we come round to complete lap number 19 as they go across the stripe next time by with 11 hours and 20 minutes to go that's your VP Racing Fuels in race update here live from Sebring on IMSA Radio whether you're joining us around the world on IMSA Radio or IMSA TV of course outside the US full live free no subscription no sign up no side by sides unless it's on the track and we're getting excited about it just the racing flag to flag on the world TV feed also around this part of Central Florida on ESPN Highlands ESPN 106.3 FM thanks for loading us your airwaves and good to have you company again this year Jeremy Shaw action down at the Hermit in the lead I'm watching yeah, that you're looking at the timing screen lots of cars down there where the are we supposed to look Jeremy <laughs> yeah, where well, are we supposed to look you know it's, it's great uh, and uh, I mean there's you know, certain, uh, a certain amount of cat and mouse going on out front of the field but Maddy Campbell once again sets a new fastest lap 49.47 uh, for the number 7 Porsche uh, very interesting to see that I mean, he's still not made any, any headway he's not able to find a way past Augusto Farfus in the number 24 BMW uh, but he's, you know, he's not losing much ground to, to anybody else Over all of the GTP cars within 10 seconds or so of each other Colin D. Filippi perhaps the most conservative back in the number 25 uh, five car in the 8th position but again there's still 
Hungary winning this race. We're 40 minutes into the race. I would expect the LMP2 cars to be coming into the pits fairly soon for their first stop of the day. Wouldn't expect to see the GTP cars for another probably 15 minutes. They can do about 50 minutes or so of green flag running. Somewhere between 50 and 55, I think. Uh, so longer than their stints were in the old DPI era. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, but I don't expect anybody coming to pitch just yet. Uh, one thing we have to trail ahead to, Jeremy, to whiz away yet, uh, is the Michelin Endurance Cup points, because there are interim points awarded through this race, as there were at the Rolex 24 Daytona at four and at eight hours. So we might, for cars like, for example, that race's edge number 93, who are only doing the long races uh, we might see them go off strategy to be leading at the four or the eight hour mark in their category and that sometimes means that they'll shorten up a stint and then let everybody else cycle through who perhaps aren't prioritising that four race championship uh, true true that that's certainly something that, to keep an eye on um, over the course of the next a you know, couple of hours to see if anyone goes off strategy planning ahead to that four-hour mark in the race. Uh, in LP3, by the way, uh, Glenn Van Berlo has not only caught up to Dan Goldberg, who made that lightning start and pulled away uh, as much as uh, five or six seconds, I think he was, ahead of one, at one stage. Well, Glenn Van Berlo, the pole sitter in LP3, kind of a 36 for Andretti Oldersport, has, uh, has now retaken oh, that wow. advantage. So he's back in the lead, so to speak, from the start. Uh, Dan Goldberg in second position. Gar Robinson, a distant third now, more than half a minute back in that number 74, uh, number 74 Riley Motorsports Ligier. Yeah, I'm not sure what went on at the restart there, um, but Glenn dropped nearly eight seconds back uh, from Dan. Whether there was, maybe that was part of the argy-bargy when the, well, the Inception car would have been behind them, wouldn't it? So, we did see we did see a prototype spun at the hairpin on the exit of the hairpin so maybe they had to check up for that and that disadvantaged from Berlo so, traffic beginning to clump back up again there's a big field here 44 cars taking the start uh, excuse me 54 cars taking the start 53, of course, yes. Yeah, the uh, MRS GT uh, LMP3 car was withdrawn. They didn't uh, find any drivers in. It's a shame that car had a really good, really good showing at Daytona. Uh, we're entered well, here, but uh, never with any drivers. Andretti Autosports, Glenn Van Berlo now having hit the front, as Jeremy reported a moment or two ago in the number 36 this year. He's just put the fastest lap of the P3 race in, 158-0. Gar Robinson at 2 minutes, 0.6, so what two and a half seconds away and that's that's cars fastest lap of the red two minute point two for Ari, Ari Baylock in the junior three number 30 car and Dwight Merriman fighting his way back after issues at the start in the number 18 he's just put his fastest lap in for the era motorsport LMP2 Oringer 156.6 and movement down at TDS Shea Adam in the pit lane. Francois Aro is the first one of the LMP2 cars to come in for full service. This will be fuel 
Does not look like they are going to change the tires, though. So maybe it isn't complete full service, but they are going to clean off the windshield. Francois staying aboard this car. And yes, fuel only confirmed. But this sister car, the one that has more yellow on it than red, this one with more red than yellow, the sister car, when it comes in, Stephen Thomas will be receiving a new nose as well. There's an old joke in there about dogs. And, no, it doesn't matter. Move on. 11 and a quarter hours still to go as we head towards 11 o'clock local time. Hello, everybody. Good to have you company. Clocks changed here last weekend, so just four hours behind the UK and five behind Europe at the moment. Weather tech in as well. The 79A MG. That looks like fuel and tyres, no driver. Joe Bradley has action at his end of the pit lane. Yeah, we've got a few LMP2 cars showing their cards. Uh, just in now is the Rick Ware Racing car 51. Uh, that car's in for fuel, looks like tyres as well. But more importantly, I think, at the, with the uh, regards to the top three, the 04 car, the CrowdStrike ra Racing by APR team, have burst into life and are on the wall, ready to receive their car from that third place in class. Yeah, and right on schedule for the first fuel stop for the LP2 cars. I expect the other lead, well, the leader, Ben Keating. Uh, George Kurtz hasn't stopped yet. Stephen Thomas. No, just in, just in the crowd strike car. Is that in now? Yeah. yeah. Uh, not quite, sorry. Coming in at the end yeah, of the Yeah, it should lap, be the end apologies. of the exactly. Yes. Sorry. Uh, I expect all those guys. In fact, uh, George Kurtz just got past Stephen Thomas uh, last time around and made that uh, the pass for what is now third position with number. Uh, number 35 car already pitting on that last lap. Ben, Here comes Ben Keating now. Yeah, Ben Keating in the lane, leading, coming out of ninth position, leading LMP2. That's right in front of Joe Bradley as the leaders go across the line. I'll get to Joe in a second. Sebastian Borte in the yellow-fronted Cadillac goes up the inside of turn one. Copy boot pass at Sebring. And it's back to a Cadillac 1-2. Ricky Taylor didn't fight that one. He knew... His goose was cooked, didn't get the exit out of turn 17 that he wanted. People Durrani has scarpered off to a two and a half second lead in the context of what we've seen in this first run for the GTPs. That's a substantial lead. Bourdais puts cars between himself and Ricky Taylor. And it's Wheel and Engineering now in their Cadillac V-Series.R ahead of Sebastian Borte in the 0-1 Chip Ganassi run machine. Also, Tom Blomqvist uh, has just overtaken the number six Porsche of Matthew Jaminet. So Blomqvist up into fourth position now, uh, and right behind Jaminet, or a few seconds behind, is now the other Porsche, Mandy Campbell, who finally has got away past Augusto Farfus in the BMW. So it's now, it's now uh, Cadillac uh, first and third, Acura second and fourth, Porsche's 5th and 6th, BMW 7th and 8th, all covered by 12 seconds. So head into the pit lane for a, a little catch-up on everything that has been going on. Remind you, you're listening to IMSA Radio, live from Sebring, around the world on RS2, and here in Central Florida on Highlands ESPN 106.3 FM. 
Start with Shea, Adam in the pit lane. What have you seen, Shea? I just had a stop for Tower Motorsport, the number eight, John Ferrano, stayed aboard fuel and new tires, but the right front tire that came off of that car had a bad blister on it, so something we're going to have to keep an eye on for the LMP2s. We also had the number 11 in, that TDS racing car for Cena Thomas. There was quite a bit of damage to the left front of the car, so it did need the new nose. The louvres on the front were completely missing. They did fuel tires and went to send them, but the fuel nozzle was still attached, so that's going to be a drive-through penalty for leaving with pit equipment still attached. And Ben Keating, he came in in the number 52 in the lead of LMP2. Ben Keating stayed at the wheel of the wins livery car, just took on fuel, no tyres, and in from third place, the 04, the red and silver livery, CrowdStrike racing car, did exactly the same. George Kurtz stayed on board, fuel only. Joe Bradley before that, Shea Adam in the pit lane, Jeremy Sean, John Heintoff, as we have flag-to-flag -flag coverage in sound and vision. If you're outside the US, go to imsaradio.com, the drop-down menu on the top left-hand side of the website. The first item is live video. Click on that and enjoy the sights as well as the sounds of Sebring. The 93 Racers Edge Machine, one of the cars that we mentioned just doing the Michelin Endurance Cup and still leading its class in GTD for Kyle Marcelli bright red Honda NSX yeah what a super job uh, Kyle is doing his first pole position yesterday their first for that uh, for that team in the Tech Sports Car Championship competition a really good effort for them uh, meanwhile a couple of notes here uh, Ricky Taylor having over, been overtaken by Sebastian Bourdais Bourdais on, on that lap that he passed Taylor set a new fastest lap of the race 148.794 for car number 01 so he's homing in a little bit, or was last time around, as uh, Pippo Durrani himself sets his best lap at a 49.4 this time around to maintain that gap around about two seconds over Bourdais. Ricky Taylor, though, all of a sudden, is five seconds further back in third position, and he's dropped right immediately into the clutches of Tom Blomquist. That's interesting. Yeah, it, I, I, his, his lap times have gone out a bit, as you mentioned, Jeremy, but... He, he just seemed as though he had nothing to fight with when Bordet came through a couple of three laps ago. And Bordet now within two seconds of people to run. He's taken about half a second out of him over the last couple of laps, and that's prompted people to respond with his fastest lap of the race last time around, as you mentioned, at 149.466. Tom Lundqvist right there in the white front with the pink on the back of the XM Sirius sponsored machine meantime in LMP2 oh. Francois Arrault after the exchange of pit stops is now half a second ahead of Ben Keating now they didn't come out like that no. that was a pass coming down to turn 17 when they were three wide with the Porsche the GTD Porsches and that was very nice driving from the Frenchman to take the lead I cannot imagine Ben Keating coming off a fabulous result yesterday in the first time out for the privately entered Corvette in the FIA World Endurance Championship says that's like driving in an armchair compared to the LMP2 it's violent now, the inter Nissan Acura battle going through turn one. Tom Blomqvist 
right there with Ricky Taylor. Just gets separated for a moment by one of the LMP3 cars. Steve Thomas, Stephen Thomas for TDS. That was the car that had its nose changed uh, on its last stop. So, and, and then of course a drive-through penalty. Drive-through penalty for that car, Jeremy, for leaving with pit lane equipment attached. Gives it its second stop. Number three, Corvette leads in GT Oops. Daytona as a spin from the fifth place number 30 LMP3 car GT3 racing Ari Burlock he was going along quite nicely Just loses it we've seen I think there's a few places on this track that do seem to be a little more tricky this year we all know about turn 17 and turn 1 but coming through and out of turn Five, the bringing into turn three, and for some reason, the bringing into turn ten and thirteen, tower turn, have all seen as many incidents as I can remember. It could be that, given how highly competitive IMSA is now, that everybody's just having to push a little bit harder than the ragged edge of everything so waiting for GTD pit stops to happen with 55 minutes in with a little bit of a little bit of safety car early on so waiting for the overall leaders to come in as well six tenths at the front of the field Cadillac Racing Sebastian Porte, the yellow fronted machine, closing in on the red fronted Cadillac. You'll notice they have very similar paint schemes with the fade into the dark grey on the back. That is the Cadillac racing colours now. It was uh, blue yesterday in the FIA WEC. So those two cars now within striking distance, Porte closing in at the end of the lap. As we're waiting to see the first pit stops for the pro categories. Seven minutes past 11. And 11 hours and four minutes still to go of yeah. the Sebring 12 hours. The Model and, 1 Sebring 12 hours. And, and Ricky Taylor definitely loses some ground here. So I wonder whether maybe that Acuras have kind of used up too much yeah. more energy than they would like. Because uh, he certainly seems, seems to have cut his pace all of a sudden. He's now eight seconds behind those leading pair of Cadillacs. He's just gone uh, personal best in sector one as Ricky Taylor on this lap, which is turn one, of course. So here comes the pit stops. The lead given up to Sebastian Bordet as Pete Durani in the wheel and engineering Cadillac heads towards Sheer Adam for his first pit stop in the seventh first running of the Mobile One 12 hours of Sebring. This will be fuel only for people. Fuel and energy, I should say. As the car hits its marks, no new tires. They are doing a windshield clean for people. Whereas other teams, including the 24 BMW, this is the M Hybrid, is coming down the pit lane. 
The mechanics sitting on tires with guns in hand. They will be doing at least two. Let's see. Nope, they're going to do all four. So this is the second set of Michelin tires going on this car. Out of their 11 for the course of the race. Pippo still on his first, still on his qualifying tires. We're also expecting to see Sebastian Bourdais into the pit lane. They have tires for Sebastian and tires as well for Ricky Taylor in the number 10, Konik Minolta Acura. I do not yet see tires on the wall for the number seven Porsche, but they are in hand for the number six. Pete Moore is down and away. No new Michelin tyres, so the RFID chips that he drives through now at the end of the pit lane will record that those are the tyres on which he started his, his race. And therefore, there are 28 laps of racing plus his qualifying. And he only used this set of tyres in qualifying to snatch pole position. You are now allowed to use a second set of tyres in pole position Action Express Wheel and Engineering Racing had decided not to do that. It was a bit of a gamble, but the, with a late late qualifying session red flag, it really the cards really fell the right way. Now, Sebastian Borde has the same decision to make. He's in the pit lane and trundling on the pit lane speed limiter towards Sheer Adam. And it's a very long way for him to go, coming down to the... Uh, see one second best pit box uh, that we have the car finished third at Daytona but second place on points coming into today's race now Sebastian hits his mark staying aboard the Cadillac they do give him a new drinks bottle very hard work out there and they are putting the new Michelins on also into the pit lane we have Ricky Taylor who will be stopping in the prime pit box that's pit box number one championship point leader after leaving Daytona International Speedway we've got four new Michelins going in for Ricky Taylor uh, as well as a brand new energy set for him uh, because we don't actually know quite how that works. It's black magic. Sebastian Bourdais stopped a little bit too close to the pit wall, meaning that when his mechanics went to work on the right-hand side of the car, it was a bit more difficult, but Bourdais should leave well and truly ahead of Ricky Taylor. They are moving the car back by human power, not by electric power, meaning that there is no penalty for still having the fuel nozzle attached. We've also got the 25 in. That is Connery Felipe with new boots for the 25 as well. So, so far, the only car not to take tires has been that number 31 of Hugo Durrani. Six goes out and away. New tires for that Porsche as well. We've seen a flurry down in the GDD part of the pit area and LMP3. Uh, keep an eye out, guys, for a number, the number 85, the GDC Miller car, being given an unsafe release, released straight into the path of the Sentinel-R Ferrari. And uh, I'll be surprised if that doesn't appear on your screen soon. Adam and Joe Bradley as in the pit lane the number 35 Francois Arrault TDS racing car this is his second run down the pit lane Was this, uh, that's, it must be a penalty there as well he didn't stop at his pace now I, I, I know the 11 had the penalty the team car for TDS uh, so that was an um, fueling too fast thank you Alyssa up in Charlotte in my ear also we have a penalty for the 04 Glenn Van Berlo class uh, excuse me the 04 George Kurtz fourth place LMP2 failure to adhere to the minimal full refueling time so that car will have to come down through the pit lane so a couple of flurries of penalties which is exactly what we said you don't want here you need to be perfect in the pits in our Porsche keys to the race 
Porsche number seven, the 963 in the pit lane with Shane. Fuel only for the Porsche as well. So the seven and the 31 are still on their initial set of tires. They have used one set. The 60 also into the pits, John. And for MSR and their Accurate, they are on their third set of tires because they change their simplifying too. Uh, problems for the 023, the Triassi Ferrari. That's been delayed and it's what was a scheduled pit stop. They've taken the opportunity to rectify whatever was going on there. I can see sort of shards of what looks like it could be shards of some sort of rubber or maybe wiring that's gotten tangled in the drive shaft area. And it's taken a bit of time. They've had to remove the rear bodywork, including the rear wing. That's now gone back on. The engine cover just going back on. But um, at this early stage, they did not want to lose this time. And uh, it looks to me, this so the car very closely, engine cover back on now. And now that car's going to be released. So it's not time. Uh, not a full course yellow. It's uh, out of turn 10. We have a car stranded and high-centred on the on the kerbs there. And it's the crowd strike machine. Windscreen wiper flailing on the front of that car. I think that's still George Kurtz at the wheel. Yes, it is. That was the 0-4 car that was going to have a penalty anyway. And George is rather penalised himself. Thank you, Jeremy. Uh, however, the number 35 TDS car, in coming in for its penalty, was speeding in the pits. So it will have to come through again. Only one kilometre, but all of your gimmies have been gimmied by this time. All of the warnings are used up. Full course yellow and safety car number three, two. two. Yes, yeah. we didn't get the second one, did yeah, we? So we number two. So we'll see that pretty blue Cadillac V Series back out on the track. Two minutes of green. Uh, George had. Uh, well, that was the Sean Creech car yeah, right in front of George, I think. Was it? No, he just spun it himself, and unfortunately. Didn't know really whether to stick or twist there. Just rolled over the blue and white kerbs. And just didn't have enough weight over the back wheels. Pushed himself about eight, nine inches forward. It's just going to need a very quick either push from our AMR safety team. Hello, gentlemen and ladies. I know that you're tuned in on 100.9 or maybe on Highlands ESPN 106.3 FM. And a special hello to one of our former team members who is back at the racetrack this weekend, Mike Roberts. Nice to know that he's been around. And uh, Ryan, part of our safety team, absolutely smashing idea. Got a brand new Bell helmet signed by pretty much all of the drivers. And that was a presentation made yesterday to Mike Roberts who stepped away now from the safety team but had been around for a very long time going back I'm pretty certain Mike went back to the ELMS days now the pits are closed and we have got Jack Hawksworth into the pit lane now is this for emergency service as he comes down pit lane, if, if he's realised it, then the team wave him through, he shouldn't get a penalty. Emergency service is exactly that. If you are running out of fuel, five seconds only. And 
Looks like the heart of racing Aston with Alex Reberes at the same time. This is a disaster for those two teams. Yes, they'll not run out of fuel on the track, but then they'll have to come back in again. So they're losing track position. Just five seconds of fuel, remember. And the Inception McLaren, the 70 car, also into the pit lane. And the number 27 Aston Martin also coming in Ian James now the McLaren has a flat tyre Joe Bradley yeah that's uh, not exactly what we thought it, uh, I thought the car looked as though it was leading a little bit oddly and I was right it's got a left from, uh, a left right puncture a left Sorry, right a left front <laughs> I said it right the first time didn't I left front puncture uh, that's been sorted and it's back out but I'm not sure what that, that will mean with pit stop penalties well, it, not, the it, that's closed. Replacing a tyre, if it's got a problem, is absolutely allowed under emergency service, but you'll have to come back again once the pits are open to uh, complete a, a full service. And the pits are still closed. It, it's, this rule was brought in a, well, quite some time ago now. You can have a five-second splash of fuel because, quite clearly, you don't want to run out of fuel behind the safety car. That's just going to make you have more time behind the safety car and similarly if you've got a tyre or a piece of bodywork hanging off that could be a danger to anybody else it's far better for you to come in and have that rectified and then get sent out IMSA officials in the pit lane under the magnificent Johnny Knotts, by the way I just noticed in our pit walk and fair play to IMSA and the pit lane team for this that uh, I reckon about 50% of the pit lane officials are female, so we are split uh, right down the middle there. That's great to see. And they are watching very carefully at these emergency services to make sure nothing else is being done other than either that five seconds of fuel or something that needs to be rectified to keep the car safe while it's circulating behind the safety car. But very unfortunate, particularly for the Vassar Sullivan team. I mean, Hawks was running down in second position, just getting ready for his pit stop, and out comes the yellow. Really, really irritating, that is. Cost I mean, they're, they're, trying to do, they're trying to do an hour because you know, they're looking toward the, uh, the four-hour mark in the race. If you can do an hour uh, for the first three stints, maybe you can get to the end, to the end of that four-hour mark where the Michelin Endurance Championship points are uh, handed out. So that's one of the reasons you'd, you'd stay out as long as you can, particularly with that early caution period. should be able to go comfortably an hour with the GTD car. Happened to Brendan Hartley in the Toyota Gazoo racing car, cost him the race uh, oh. in the WEC to his teammate uh, in fairness. Well, take this opportunity to do a VP Racing in-race update. We'll start at the front where Sebastian Borde, who has stopped, is he now leading the race? Yes, he is. Yes. Right, so that yeah. was the change over on the... And he took four tyres. Well, yeah, one, one more lap and uh, got out um, ahead of you. He closed right in before the uh, before the pit stops. And then he got a, a really good in-lap, I think, for Bordet. He was able to jump people to Rani on the, uh, the out-lap. Also, to change the position, number 10 car lost a, a couple of positions. Uh, and the Corvette coming in for emergency service as well from the lead of that class Antonio Garcia so this hasn't worked for them the pass around is going on this is any car that is caught between the safety car 
and its own class leader so they are not going to lose the full lap so here's how it stands the VP Racing Field rundown Sebastian Bordier for Cadillac Racing ahead of people to Rani, the pole sitter in second 0-1 from 31 and 60 Tom Blancmiss has moved up through the field as has Matt Campbell in the number 7 Porsche Penske Motorsport machine Ricky Taylor losing the spot he was as high as second off the great start that he made in the number 10 Konica Minolta Acura, Mathieu Jaminet in 6th for Porsche Penske Motorsport then the two in BMWs 24 from 25, they've all made one scheduled pit stop in LMP2, Ben Keating back at the front of the field in the number 52 wins PR1 Matheson Motorsport from TDS Racing and Francois Herreux who started the race in that number 35 car so despite some penalties I think he's still got one penalty to, to run because he came in to, for his drive through and had a speeding penalty he hasn't served that since the yellow came out Rick Ware Racing's Eric Lux in the 51 Eric is in third then it's Stephen Thomas for TDS in the number 11 nose change for that car and John Ferrano, Tower Motorsports, uh, in fifth for the number eight, Origa. In LMP3, Gar Robinson for Riley, and the number 38 has not yet stopped and therefore has assumed the lead of that category from Performance Tech's number 38. That is Christopher Allen in second. Jarrett Andretti now in behind the wheel of the number 36. Andretti Autosport is the first car that has made its pit stop in LMP3. In GTD, Antonio Garcia has just given up the lead and he has gone back out. So he will have given up the lead in GTD. Emergency service, he'll have to come in again. GTD leader uh, Kyle Marcelli races Edge Motorsport in the Acura leads the green plates. That's the GTD category. And there's a mix of cars that have and haven't yet stopped in that GTD category. Now, as I said a couple of moments ago, we are just taking the cars out of line to do the pass around. And just in case you're wondering what's going on and you uh, missed it a moment or two ago, or you've just come back to us on Highlands ESPN 106.3, saw that the cars are not disadvantaged in all but the top class. If you are in the line behind the safety car, but in front of your class leader, which effectively almost puts you in class, uh, a lap down on your cla class leader, you're allowed to pull out a line and go back around to the end of the safety car line. So a mixture of cars from the four non-top class have just been able to do that, which means we will open the pits next time around. In fact, this time by for the prototypes and it's not been that long Shea Adam uh, since the GTP cars were in at uh, mostly down towards pit out any takers do you think oh yes we have fueler ready to go there are tires on the wall for the 24 BMW but I do not expect them to change them necessarily we've got uh, action up on the wall for uh, which one is that oh no sorry that's the Acura we are expecting them to come in for the 60 the shank they're going to make another trip down the pit lane it looks like just to top off with fuel and energy Shea Adam rounding up our VP Racing Fuel in race update. We, we can't give you any more note, uh, uh, descriptive uh, information about the energy because we don't have those times 
and they're not given to us and they're not uh, promoted or available now we've got a car going very slowly this is the number 17 which has in fact now stopped for Anthony Mantella in the green and black AWA car and we're hearing that car is out of fuel coming out of turn 7 towards turn 8 so it didn't come in for emergency service and this is going to cost that car dearly BMW in the pit lane is fuel only for Augusto Farfus now that so they were hoping to get round to the end of this lap in that AWA car to get in when the pits open and they've slightly misjudged it it was fuel only for Farfus he's being held the pit lane red light is on as the rest of the field comes through good spot by Augusto Farfus he's a very experienced driver that's very purposeful looking BMW the M hybrid V8 accelerates out and leads leaves two big dark lines down the uh, away from the RFID lines Joe Bradley yeah you mentioned the 17 car rolling to a halt there out of fuel the, the 13 the sister car to that one it's made it where it's made its calculation correct it's on pit lane it's taking on fuel it's in fact it's taking on a full service they've changed the driver they've swapped the tyres and now it's just waiting for the fuel and then they'll get on the way well this has uh, thrown up a few interesting opportunities for strategy calls our Porsche keys to the race you have to stay open minded and flexible with your strategy we've seen pit stop penalties so far leaving with pit equipment on for the number 11 TDS car just can't afford to do that and also on the tyre front holding on to your tyres well, people Durrani has not changed since the we started qualifying on Friday same set of tyres on the car that he set his fastest lap the pole lap for the start of the 71st annual Mobile World 12 hours of Sebring so still on his first set of 11 that he's allowed and the rest of the team are allowed between now and 10 past 10 this evening it's your Porsche keys to the race we'll also be looking for the best strategy calls are they happening now will they happen later on our BDO knows strategy award at the end of the race tonight and of course whilst the chequered flag will end the race at somewhere around 10 past 10 this evening it's only the start of the conversation we'll stay on air on RS2 IMSA radio for Michelin post race tech the original listener uh, the original listener driven show where you get the tweet in IMSA radio at IMSA Radio and the hashtag Michelin PRT that's a ways away yet but make some notes just in case you uh, like me have issues when you say oh I must remember that for later and then later comes and you can't even remember there was something you might not remember never mind what the thing that you might not remember was so make some notes here's the GTDs and GTD pros coming into the pit lane 
coming all the way down the pit lane. It's a very long, slow trundle, but it is the best pit box available for GTD cars, and that goes to Kyle Marcelli. The yellow coming out at just the wrong time for the Acura, but they did not need to make an extra trip down the pit lane. They were okay on fuel to make it in. So now they're doing driver change, fuel, and tires. Looks like Ashton Harrison is taking over that 93 Acura. In for the emergency service fulfillment requirement, we've got two of our cars so far. That would be uh, both of the Aston Martins, actually, I should say, for Heart of Racing. No driver change there, but four new tires going on to those two Aston Martins. We've got the Corvette now in as well. That is not a driver change, but Antonio Garcia is getting new tires. New tires for both of the Lexuses, by the way, and new drivers. For the number 12, it is Frank Montecalvo who's taken over, and for the number 14, it is Kyle Kirkwood, back with the pro car with which he won the Petit Le Mans at the end of last year. Lexus on Lexus. Oh, that came very close to some violence there, leaving the pit lane. But we are back out and running once again. Corvette is still in its box, waiting for the fueling to complete. That was a little bit further down the pit lane. And we've also got the Iron Dames Lamborghini in. That is car number 83. Driver change there from Sarah Bovee to Michelle Gatting. Pretty much everybody in by uh, the, down at my GTD end. Uh, one in particular that caught my eye, the Paul Miller BMW, car number one. Barely, the, the fueler was on for literally just a couple of seconds, so they just needed that little bit of top up there, the dust just beginning to settle as that, what seemingly, the whole field came in there. Joe Bradley before that. Share Adam, live from Sebring International Raceway. This is IMSA Radio. Problems continue for George Kurtz in the crowd strike prototype. The 04 getting pulled back to the pits. He let the rope go slack. The tow strop go slack a couple of times, and I think it snapped actually. Uh, our AMR safety crew very quickly on that and I put another one on. While it's quiet out there, thank you very much indeed to all our volunteers, marshals, flaggers, medical staff, track workers, even. Those of you checking tickets and parking cars, thank you to Riley, who's been helping us out behind the tower here in the last few days. Early starts and late nights for all of those, but all of our volunteers, without whom we cannot go motor racing, we thank you for the precious gift that you give us of your time. Joe Bradley, let's pick up some uh, driver interviews from those who started the race. So the number 13, the AWA Duquesne. Uh, in LMP3, uh, Orif Fidani uh, nursing a bit of cramp in that right foot. Is that because you want that car to go quicker? Is that that right leg jammed against the bulkhead? I wish it was, but unfortunately, it's from a previous accident a couple of years ago. I just get random cramps, and uh, yeah, it's sore in the car. Right, you, you'll nurse that. Um, you guys must have been pretty close on fuel. Your team car, your teammate, I should say, the 17 stranded now out of fuel. Just how close was your car? I literally ran out of fuel as I engaged neutral rolling into the box. Wow, that's pretty cool. Um, tell me, how was that session? It looked, it looked quite controlled and ordered from where we were. Uh, it was a little tough getting real hot in the car. Uh, we had the front taped off, and the feet were starting to get real hot. Thanks. All right. Louis Delatraz, the story so far has been Ricky Taylor off the start hounding Pippo Durrani. Why did he want to lead so badly? Yeah, I don't know. We need to ask Ricky after, but I think the car was fast. He did an amazing start as usual. And, uh, yeah, he had definitely more speed in the beginning. Then we seemed to struggle a bit more on tires, and we will see how, how it goes now. Well, you mentioned the tires. Four new tires. Do you think that'll make a good difference for him? 
I think it would make a big difference. Obviously now we're offset on a different strategy kind of uh, to the others. Uh, some cars took tires, some not, so in the end we will see at the end of the race who's right. Does it feel good to finally be back in the GTP car this week? Feels very good. I've been between LMP2 and GTP and definitely being back in the top class is great and uh, hopefully we can get trophy today, which we didn't do yesterday. Good luck. Thank you. Just uh, reset something. It wasn't George Kurtz on whom the tour hitch, the tour drop broke. It was uh, indeed the uh, team car to Ori Fadani, the, the 17 machine, as that was coming back out of fuel. So, the leaders came in on that lap. Make pit stops number six and number 25. So, one of the Porsches, one of the BMWs, both came in on that last lap. Fuel only hmm. for both of those, of fuel and energy, if you will. I, 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 do, I do hope we can get some um, handle on what that is. Um, I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a mandatory time that depending on what you've used within the stint uh, as well as your fuel in terms of the kilowatts of energy that you've used from your energy store battery by any other name and there is a, a mandatory time that you take for that uh, let's say uh, Whilst we're still under yellow, we're doing the GTP class split, so the fastest cars go to the front. Joe Bradley has Wayne Boyd down in the pit lane. Yeah, Wayne's got the sorry sight of his car stranded out there. What's the news, Wayne? Are you going to get the car recovered? Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's coming back now. There was uh, just a slight miscommunication there, but no, nothing really big dramas or anything. Get it back, get it serviced, and then we'll get back out there. Yeah, I mean, what does this mean? I mean, you know, you're going to be drop width to the back of the LMP3 field. Um, does it take the pressure off a little bit? Nothing to lose now? Uh, it, it doesn't really worry us so much because, you know, obviously with the, the yellows and stuff, we can get laps back. Um, you know, at Daytona, we were a few laps down at, at a few different stages of the race and we came back and won it with 12 laps. So, um, you know, anything can happen. So we'll, uh, we'll not panic just yet. We know we've got a fast car, so we'll see. And how, as a driver, do you work that out? Do you leave that to the strategist who is passing you the information of what he needs from you? Oh, yeah, definitely not my department. I, I, I just get told what's going on. <laughs> you just press the pedals. Exactly, try to. <laughs> it went. Hopefully the car will be here shortly, Win Boyd, waiting patiently for his car to be recovered. Yeah, that will go back into the paddock, I believe. It won't be recovered to the pit lane here. Probably lost three laps, though. Uh, in in GTD, by the way, we've got number 32 and number 78 leading the class at the moment. Those two, I think, uh, both came in for emergency service, so they'll have to make another pit stop before we go back to green. The number 96 car, however, which is running third in line in GTD, 24th overall, that car came in before the full course caution, so that's legitimately where it is on strategy. Uh, and of course, for those who were here yesterday, very different strategies, very different rules between WEC and IMSA uh, in terms of safety cars and uh, what you're allowed to do and when. Yeah, full uh, course yellows in WEC, the pit stay closed all yeah, the way through. Them. Yeah, so uh, that's, uh, it, it allows you a lot more strategic options uh, under the IMSA way. 
uh, but it also means you can gain or lose much more than you can in WEC. In WEC, it pretty much stays as it was before the caution period, very much not the case in, uh, in IMSA. Yeah, can't get your laps back. That's what cost the Ferrari so much. Antonio Fuoco knows all about that too. Drive through pendants in inopportune moments. Meant uh, he dropped a couple of laps, which he was still never still able there. to get back. Let's go back down to Joe Bradley. Lance Wilsey, 33, Sean Creech, LMP3 car. That was a very, very eventful start for you guys. Yeah, no, um, I feel horrible for the team and Focal One and Exelixis and things. Just coming into turn one on the start, things started to stack up wide. I came to the inside and um, got just locked up the fronts, went into the wall there, tore up the car. Um, again, feel horrible for the guys, the team. We, you know, it's, we had some good tests. We had pretty good pace throughout. Thought we had a good car to go out and race. You know, we're back out there. We're pushing hard, and you know, we'll push hard until the end. But you know, it was on me 100%. I just saw things stacking up outside. Stuck, you know, ducked to the inside, got into some marbles and stuff. And you know, I know better. But you know, you see a gap, you take it, and um, it's the wrong choice at that moment. God is worried, lads. I leave you to cool off, man. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. So much, appreciate it. Uh, facing the whole field, coming through. Really nice of him to talk to us after all of that as well. Safety car lights are out. The Cadillac V-Series uses all of its torque and power. That's one of the IMSA special editions. And it drives away from the GTP leader. Also a Cadillac V-Series. That's the race car. If you look at the headlight treatment, you'll see there are stark similarities between the wheel and engineering car in second and the 31 of Peter Durrani and the leader the 0-1 of Sebastian Baudet and that is absolutely intended the whole GTP category allowing the car manufacturers to give their racing cars the look and the personality of the road going cousins street cars and it's been very very successful indeed from the DPI days which were wrapped up after six glorious years at Motul Patilamon last year into this new era and it's two Cadillacs in front of the Acura number 60 that will restart Matt Campbell watch that Porsche Penske Motorsport car as well Jeremy yeah absolutely right uh, and uh, it's, uh, it's, it's been very fast so far and he's now got some better track position with the other BMW and the other Porsche coming into the pits green flag is in the air ten and a half hours still to go thank you for joining us Highlands ESPN 106.3 FM around this part of Central Florida, good restart from Sebastian Bourdais. Not really surprised that plenty of restarts under his right foot down through the years. People Durrani having to fight off Tom Blomqvist for a moment in the Acura. But now Blomqvist has got his mirrors full of Ricky Taylor, who again has made a good restart. Exactly as from the original drop of the green, and he's got past Matt Campbell and is now behind the similar car the Acura ARX 06 ahead of him now he did this last time but the performance dropped off in the last third or so of the stint two Cadillacs two Acuras a Porsche 
a BMW, a Porsche and a BMW. That's your top eight on the far side of the circuit. Bordet with clear track pulls away. Blomqvist, the Auto Nation Sirius XM machine heading through turn 13. Trying to attack at the same time. He's got to be aware of Ricky Taylor in the Conningham and all the Acura. The Wayne Taylor racing with Andretti Autosport Machine. What a partnership of giants that is, Wayne, telling us earlier in the weekend that the access to so many more people, so much more knowledge, and hoping for a second car in IMSA for next season. Battle for second through turn 17. The yellow fronted Cadillac is bought here. He's pulled away from the red, grey and white Whelan Engineering Action Express run car in the hands of Paul Sitter, P. Portorani. He got a great exit from turn 17. Does not have to defend into turn one. The bumpy left-hander at the start of the lap. And in fact, it's Blomqvist who's under pressure from the shades of blue and black Acura sitting in behind him. Second, third and fourth going through turn five now. Yeah, and that number 10 car got past Benny Campbell's Porsche on that restart lap. So up into fourth place then for Ricky Taylor. Uh, he'd been running in uh, well, running in second before he was overtaken by Paul Day shortly before that fourth, before that first round of pit stops. Yeah. He came out, though, in the, in the fifth position once the pit stops were completed. Yeah, I, now back up to fourth in car number 10. I said that on a restart lap, Jeremy, that that, that car starts very quickly, um, but he just didn't have the pace in the last bit of the lap. We've got penalties coming and some of them being served in fact 63 35 and 78 now there's a drive-through for the 35 that was the tds car which is the um, pit lane speedy when he did his last drive-through but two stop and 60s there as well jeremy the 63 uh, and the 78 that is going to cost them a lot of time indeed so and uh, the uh, 78 car is the uh the force racing with US Race, Race Tronics uh, Lamborghini that's up into where is it now second or third is right up to, to the front in uh, in GTD um, I'm sort of surprised number 32 car didn't come back in again as well and make us another stop because I thought that came in for emergency service but maybe I was wrong Spinner and it's the number 38 performance tech machine that's out uh, at it's Robert Mao who's had a couple of little incidents this year and he's offered turn 10 well off the circuit there meantime Tom Blomqvist has shaken off Ricky Taylor and has closed right in on people to Rani the white blue and pink Acura has shaken off the blue and black Acura and now starts to attack the red and grey Cadillac as they go under the Corvette drive over bridge it does seem Jeremy as soon as you have to defend in these cars you lose but track speed quite a lot and Durrani defending down towards the hairpin at turn number 7 drives up the right hand side of the road that'll compromise his exit Blomqvist tries the cut back but can't get underneath now these two are slowing each other down so Ricky Taylor will be back on them again in a moment down to turn 10 did Mao get going again yes he did, no yellow flags down there this is also allowing Matt Campbell in the Porsche number 7 the one with the black stripes and swooshes on the side to come through flash of the headlights from Augusto Farfus behind uh, Matt Campbell he's in the 24 BMW so Farfus thinks he's being held up 
Meantime, Blomqvist right under the rear wing of people to as they come into the twisty section through 15, 16, 17, down the inside into 16. Uh, looked to me as though Durrani didn't, uh, didn't defend as much as he needed to there. Well, wh who, who did not take on fresh tyres at that round of pit stops? The number 31 car, he was clearly struggling there for grip, going into 14, uh, slid a bit wide, and that was all the opportunity Tom Blomqvist needed to get alongside, taking advantage of that fresh rubber on that number 60 Acura. And now, Durrani under intense pressure from Ricky Taylor. Yeah, I'm not, not sure the long yellow helped people at his tyres there. And here comes Taylor down the inside. Putting that heat cycle through them and then letting them cool down again. Sometimes on a worn set of tyres, that's not the best thing to do. So Durrani dropped two positions then in a couple of three laps since we went back to green flag racing. Live from trackside, IMSA Radio at Sebring International Raceway. Just under ten and a half minutes to go. Ten and a half minutes, ten and a half hours. <laughs> it feels like ten and a half minutes, the way people are battling, in fairness. So, Bordet, Blomqvist and Taylor, Cadillac, Acura, Acura. Then it's Durrani who, remember, did not take... Oh, spin at the final corner. TTS cards, the 35 machine. Well, they're having an eventful day. That's the red car with the yellow stripes. Their team car is the yellow car with the red stripe around the nose. Porsche battling against Porsche. The FAF car right in the mix there. And that is Klaus Backler and Alan Metney. Number 91 Porsche ahead of him. Also right in there, the Corvette, Alex Riberas. In front of him at the moment in the Aston Martin. Don't forget the Corvette came in for emergency service. So had to come back down through the pit lane and lost the lead of GTD Pro. Antonio Garcia, however, has stayed at the wheel of that car. Haven't really had it chance to have a good look at the GTD battle because there's been so much going on everywhere else but as the usual street fight it's being led at the moment by Kenton Cook in the say that in the AMG is it yes yeah, it is team court of Mercedes then the two BMWs of uh, Brian Sellers for the number one team Paul Miller Racing Michael Dynan is behind the wheel of the Turner BMW in third position. Now, we're going to get some more penalties here for the restart. And the 33, Schwab Barbosa, Sean Creech, not scratched that, my apologies, the 23 is going to get a penalty. That's Alex Riberas in the Heart of Racing team. Jump start also getting a jump start penalty good at Jeanette for AO Racing two very very experienced drivers being pinned for a jump start on the restart wow wow that's uh, the, the number 23 Aston Martin the heart, one of the two harder racing cars that car running in the pro GCD pro that was one of the cars that had to come in, in the for emergency now. service in the lane now serving that penalty Jeremy Right, okay, so that was the one that came in 
uh, for emergency service who had to make their electric stop, as did the Corvette and several others as well. I think the number 32 car was running that much, but it stayed out. Hasn't made a second stop, so um, curious on that one. But it, that uh, 32 car then leads. It's Kenton Cook driving that car number one car is second in GTD. That's Brian Sellers at the wheel of Paul Miller Racing BMW, having taken over from Madison Snow at the first stop. Then the first of the GTD Pro cars, that's Daniel Junkadela, who had to start at the back uh, for that ride height infringement following qualifying. He now leads in GTD Pro. Yeah, don't forget when Mick Grenier got out of the car, that uh, machine had to go at the back because they lost all their times out of the car before the session was called. So the GT battle fast and furious as ever. Now, yeah, people are on you now coming under pressure from Augusto Farfus. Yeah, big, big. Ah, well, it was people checking up in the midfield that caught out both Gunnar and Alex Reberus. And yeah. I think they went through. You don't have to wait till the start line on the restart, but you do have to wait until the green is thrown. And I just think but they went a little bit early and it was probably precipitated by the fact it was backing up halfway down the Ullman Strait. They sort of pulled out to avoid that and then probably heard the green and pressed the right foot down as hard as possible. They'll have to come back through. Corvette up the outside of the number 91 Riley Porsche going into turn one. This is going to be brave by Garcia on the outside. No. Position eased off and Alametni has come through the Porsche Carrera Cup Championship Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America as it is for this year gives up a couple of positions there as the FAF Porsche goes through as well for Klaus Backler yeah but only two pro cars going through there so didn't lose a position in, uh, in GTD non-pro so he's not too worried about that he's uh, you know, doing, his, uh, doing his job there running in sixth position uh, they're actually the best place for the Porsches at the moment until he's got top up. He was just overtaken by Klaus Backler, of course, in the pro car, but still, uh, it's been a good early start to this race for that Kelly Moss uh, with the uh, Riley team and the Porsche running in six. So Kenton Cook still leads in GTD from Brian Sellers. In LMP2, once again, Ben Keating hasn't been able to pull away at the front. This time he's got the number 51 Rick Ware racing uh, car of Eric Lux right with him and Stephen Thomas in car number 11 just mulling over uh, people Durrani and that Cadillac dropping back a little bit, he's still on his first set of tyres, uh, now Porsche keys to the race was how many sets can, out of your 11 that you're allowed from qualifying through to the chequered flag, how many sets can you keep hold of, now he's taking some pain at the moment Jeremy but we are not even two hours into this race yet and where he is right now is fine and there presumably will be more opportunities for me to fawn over that very lovely light blue uh, Cadillac V-Series IMSA edition. So short-term pain, long-term gain? Is well, that what we're looking at? I think so, because uh, the, the two Acuras that have just got past him, number 60 and number 10, they both used an extra set yesterday in qualifying, so they've already got one more used set of tyres in, in terms of uh, whether it being new or used than the, the uh, Cadillac 
for number 31 team. So, so yes, them, yeah. I, I, I thought I thought Wayne Tain, Taylor told me shortly before the start when I bumped into him that uh, they were going to double stint in the first couple of uh, stints in this race. Well, they didn't on that first one. No. Thanks to Wicker Bill for that point on the tyre strategy. Gradient NSX just having a big slide through turn number three into four the full season NSX JG went with green and white car may have lost yeah. position there and now ooh, just gets a little side swipe from the number 10 Ricky Taylor, dri Taylor driven Conning and Minolta going to be very careful there as a GTP driver going down into turn 7 as Ricky was there down the inside of the gradient accurate and then try to pull back over onto the racing line so turning left before sweeping right through the turn 7 hairpin it's where there was the big accident in WEC with Richard Westbrook doing exactly that on the Proton Porsche that wrote the Proton off against the left hand side wall the heavy GTP cars do not break as well in any way, shape or form as the GT3s that run in the GT Daytona category. They've got ABS in the GTDs, of course, and so they break a little bit later, believe it or not, than the prototypes, even though they've got the addition of downforce. Very easy to run into the back of the GTP if they take your bit of the track and then jump on the brake pedal so the GTP drivers learning all this these cars nowhere near as nimble into and through the corners as the DPIs and yet are turning in similar times around the circuit that record here remind me Jeremy uh, that record here for DPI 46 one, one minute 46-1 in race trip. In race here. trip was 46-1, yeah, Rogan van der Zander and Philippe Nasser actually in, two, in uh, 2021, identical lap times, 46-1-5-1. Last year's fastest race up was a 47.01. Shea Adam down in the pit lane, one of our Porsche keys to the race was... was uh, the Michelin Endurance Cup oh hang on a second just had the leader giving a bit of a side swipe to the Chetelar Ferrari coming through turn 14 and 15 that'll be being looked at I'm sure Shay Michelin Endurance Cup points at 4-8 and of course at the end of the race we're just over a couple of hours away from that first tranche of points but that doesn't stop teams working out where they need to be in a couple of hours time no and i think that's what we've just seen the first car to react to that option was the number 23 heart of racing alex Ramirez, who had the drive-through penalty of course for the jump restart they came into this race second in the michelin endurance cup with 14 points out of daytona they were having a great run until they had an issue in the left rear uh something within the drive line that gave way i think it was the drive shaft actually um but that car very competitive and they know that they're going to be strong for the remainder of the race they want to take five points at the four hour mark though and they figured out that if they stop now for fuel their next stop fuel and tires should put them in good standing for that four hour mark yeah, I was just listening um, back to a couple of races 
on the flight over and the drive up from Miami it can throw your race strategy out for the end of the race just a little bit but we've seen in the past in the Michelin Endurance Cup Jeremy for those teams who are only in those races then obviously that's their championship and those interim points through the race do make a difference we've seen championships in the past in Michelin Endurance Cup being decided by not just a handful of points by a single point true that yeah it, it is uh, likely to be uh, a really close battle um, watching now the, the the two the two Porsches running uh, pretty much together at the moment they've been passed well they've both been passed number seven car has been overtaken by number 24 car of Acosta Farfus who's also got past Pippa Durrani um, the, the top three are really spreading themselves out at the moment. Top four actually spreading themselves out. Battle at the front of GTD as well with the number 93. That is the Michael Dynan, uh, excuse me, that is the Ashton Harrison driven races age. Acura with Klaus Backler, one of the pro drivers, just going through there. He wants to get up the road. He's fourth in that Faf Plaid Porsche. And he wants to get onto the tail of Antonio Garcia and Davide Rigon and Daniel Yucadella, who are the top three. Meantime in GTD, Kenton Cook, 6.2 seconds to the good on Paul Miller Racing's Brian Sellers, with Michael Dynan in third, another six seconds behind for Turner Motorsport in the number 96. With a bit of a mix-up between GTD and GTD Pro. It's GTD, GTD, GTD Pro, GTD, GTD Pro, GTD Pro for your top six. Yeah, and number three car is really uh, forging back pretty quickly, yeah. having to having had to make that uh, extra pit stop. Uh, Antonio Garcia is flying through the pack here uh, and uh, pulling a bit of ground on um, Klaus Back. He's already four and a half seconds ahead of Klaus Back. And we saw only what two or three laps ago, both of them had gone past the number. Oh, Alan Metley, the overtook. Correct. Uh, uh, but since Sorry. then, there's four and a half seconds gone between that pair. Meanwhile, in LMP2, we've got the old protagonists here the last couple of years, Ben Keating and Stephen Thomas going at it, hammer and tongs as they uh, uh, head through a really good battle between those two. It's Ben Keating who still leads, but Stephen Thomas right with him. And Eric Lux was in that fight as well. He's yeah. fallen back just a couple of seconds, doing a nice job for Rick Ware racing in third position. That, that battle coming out of turn five through the long sweeping right hundred. Six into the mobile one, walk over bridge and into the heavy braking area. Turn seven, the TDS car, easily recognisable by that bright yellow highlighter colour. The red stripe down the front. Across the front, should I say. Now heading towards turn 10 they're in traffic the Chetelar Ferrari right there Keating gets down the inside the Chetelar car moves across as rightly can do at number 47 behind the wheel of that at the moment here did we put in that car it's Roberto Lacourt isn't it yes it is Sarah Bovey right there for Iron Dames as well in the bright pink number 83 Lamborghini Huracan Sarah with a tremendous qualifying lap in WEC earlier in the week in a Porsche because there is no Lamborghini for the Dames to run in GTE so they're running parallel GT programs with two manufacturers before heading to 
the GTP ranks and LMDH ranks with a prototype powered by a brand new Lamborghini engine. We believe that's going to be a V6 and that'll be the Iron Dames in 2024. Tower Motorsport just going down the inside of Sarah Bovey there. Sarah keeping a weather eye and I just wonder how much fatigue, Jeremy, for the drivers who were doing double duty. It was hot and very physically draining. Yesterday I heard Ben Keating say that he did a, a very interesting strategy with the rest of his team in the 33 Corvette yesterday because they all drove all their time in one go. So there were only two driver changes. Ben did all his time. Um, and then his teammates followed in with their time straight off the back, which uh, I thought was very interesting. But it, it has to be draining to come back today and do it again. The Biohaven-sponsored car in the pit lane at the moment. That is the number 51 for Eric Lux. And that's fuel only. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought that he needed to come in just yet. A little bit earlier than I would anticipate. But again, perhaps that team is looking towards the Michelin Endurance uh, Championship points. The first uh, transfer points will be available at uh, four hours into the race. We're currently coming up for two hours. Hello, if you're listening on Highlands ESPN 106.3, we're around the world on RS2, part of the IMSA Radio syndication and the Radio Show Limited network of audio and visual channels thanks very much to Johnny Parr and Peter Snowden for the live coverage for the World Feed TV and radio broadcast from the NLS Nürburgring Lake Strecker Series earlier this morning, started at quarter past six over here and sounding very good I won't spoil it for you if you're going to watch the archive later on Shea Adam you've got the LMP2 pit stop starting I do the number 35 is in that's Francois Arrow who's staying here in the pit lane it'll look like Josh Pearson's helmet climbing aboard the number 35 machine fuel and new tires going on to that car as well and the leader is in that would be one Mr. B Keating who is staying aboard uh, two stints in a race car hardly enough for Ben at this stage of his life and he is taking a new drinks bottle. That's good to see. New tires as well. New Michelin's going on to the number 52. Wins livery. PR1 Matheson Orica. We've also got Stephen Thomas into the pit lane. Stephen also staying aboard. Anything Ben can do, Stephen can do as well. No tires for Stephen Thomas, though. So Ben Keating should have the upper hand. Coming around to the end of the first two hours. We'll do another VP Racing Fuel update. Where are we going to see the big strategy call? Have we already seen it? Is that the reusing of that set of qualifying tyres twice over? A little bit of a nudge from that's the number 11 car going up the inside. That was a bit of an ambitious lunge into turn three. And Stephen Thomas is in the pits for TDS Racing, an eventful day for them. They've already had to put one new nose on that. Then they left the pits with the fueling hose on it and had to come back through again. Our BDO Nose Strategy Award coming at the end of the 12 hours. 
of Sebring. Yeah, really interesting. I mean, Piva Duran is losing at least a couple of seconds a lap uh, to the to the the, the real front runners, uh, the the other Cadillac of Sebastian Bourdais, and then the two Acuras of uh, Blomqvist and Taylor. Did the who Porsches are, put new tyres on as well? I can't remember. Uh, the uh, number seven did. car didn't, and that yeah. is struggling now. Yeah. Matt Campbell has just lost two positions uh, in the last couple of laps to his uh, sister car, which did change tyres, and Conor Di Filippi in the BMW, who also, I think, uh, put on a fresh, fresh set of Michelin's. Yeah, I, I think they're looking further down the race, aren't they? The, the, yeah. the, there's only 11 sets of Michelin slick tyres available, all the same compound for everybody it's a controlled tyre from qualifying on Friday to the end of the race 11 sets of tyres now some of the teams used two sets took the best out of the two sets in qualifying Durrani only used one and got pole position he still got those tyres on the car as we're coming round at the two hour mark so he's still got 10 sets left which means that he is in much better condition to have a fresh or a couple of fresh sets of tyres at the end of the race. Everybody's going to have to double stint, as they say. That's the terminology. That means two tanks of fuel. You're going to have to double stint at least one or two sets of tyres, depending on what you used in qualifying. And this could be crucial at the end of the race, as the... Porsche and BMW battle goes through. Jaminet, Connor De Filippi. And those two. A little bit of rub in his racing. Ooh. Ooh, that's another TDS car in the wars again. From the Jaminet Porsche. Was, as it was coming out of the pits, that's Stephen Thomas. Was the nudge-er before, has become the nudge and the BMW's gone through. So that is. A change of position for Conor De Filippi going past Matt Jaminet. Filippi in the 25 yeah, so BMW. He's passed both Ferrari, uh, Ferraris, both Porsches in the last couple of laps as uh, wow. Conor De Filippi. Round the outside, take the long way around out of turn five through the sweeping turn six and into the braking area, turn seven. That looks like that looks like a grip advantage to me, Jeremy. Uh, so I'm not sure whether either of the Porsches took tyres but that looked very easy uh, at, at this point in the race no sorry they did I don't think I well I think number six car changed tyres okay. on its first stop and then came in again for a flash that's what we were told anyhow right but number seven car uh, we were told did not change tyres coming up to the two hour mark it's a uh, just keep an eye on what's going on because people Durrani now under pressure for fifth position. Yeah, he's really struggling. Yeah, his lap times really have gone struggling. way out. He's down in the 53.9s, 54s. Yeah. Jaminir 54, Campbell a 55. It's the heat of the day here. Yeah. Track temperature 28 degrees, air temperature 29 Celsius. That's 82 and 84 on track and in the air in Fahrenheit. We'll do our VP racing fuel in race update. As we come towards the end of our number two. And Durrani has lost about two and a half seconds a lap to the BMW ahead of him. Yeah. Uh, because the Fafas, let alone 
the three leaders, the, the Acura out front, excuse me, the Cadillac out front, and then the two Acuras as well, who are edging the way also from Augusto Farfus. Best lap of the race so far there for number 60 car, Tom Blomqvist in second position. He's chasing after Sebastian Bourdais. The gap has it's pretty much stabilised now, around about six seconds over the last four or five laps between first and second overall. Whoops. There's a Cadillac going straight on at turn 10. That's Pippa Durrani. He's really struggling out there at the 31 car at the moment. That's going to cost him at least... Uh, did it cost him all three positions? It did. Yeah. Wow. Uh, now you've got to wonder about this. Alexander Sims with his race gear on. He was fighting slightly offline. And maybe had uh, dirt on the tyres. Lost the position to Team RLL through Turn 10. Just can't get the power down on the ground. He's compromised out of the corners for, for forward motion. He's compromised into the corners for retardation. So it is now... How long do you hang on to this? How Porsche keeps the race was react and be flexible. Let's just see if he comes in this time around before we go to our VP Racing fuels update no he's staying out all right two and a half minutes to go to the first two hours completed here's how they start it's Sebastian Bourdais by six seconds in the number one Cadillac the one with the yellow front from Tom Blomqvist in the accurate number 60 the white blue and pink car then Ricky Taylor in the number 10 the black and blue cutting him another accurate he's another seven seconds behind Gustav Farfus and Conor de Filippi in the two BMWs, 24 and 25, showing decent pace at the moment. Jaminet, wow. Campbell and Durrani all struggling for grip in the 6-7 Porsche and the 31-wheel in engineering. Durrani, 2 minutes, 0.9 last time around after that mistake at Turn 10. In LMP2, John Ferrano for Tower Motorsports leads Dennis Anderson in high-class racing. That's 8 and 20, there's 6 seconds between them. Stephen Thomas well back on that nearly a minute behind that battle and he's got the LMP3 cars between him that's led in 11th position by AWA and Matthew Bell in the 13 car Jarrett Andretti for the 36 Andretti Autosport is 2.8 seconds behind that's Duquesne from Leisure another Duquesne in, Duquesne in third is Dan Goldberg who's a further 10 seconds back in the GT categories it is Kent Cook who's the best of the GTDs and the best of the GT cars for Team Cortliff Motorsport in the AMG GT3 number 32. Daniel Yucadella leads the pro category in the number 79 WeatherTech Racing. Then it's Brian Sellers in GTD as we've got a couple of cars off. This is down at turn 13. Durrani, isn't it? It's Durrani and he's hit, he's had contact with uh, one of the LMP3 cars just as we're finishing off our update so that's going to throw everything up in the air the pits are closed the blue Cad Cadillac safety car comes out that's what the wheeling cars wanted to see but they didn't want to be the cause of it now what's the damage on that as we complete our VP Racing Fuel in race update a flick turn from people to Rani at the end of the second hour more drama here at Sebring, live on IMSA Radio. 